Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So today we are talking about how to start losing weight. When you've decided this is the time, I need to do something, but where to start? Because it's pretty confusing, it can be very overwhelming, and there's so much advice as to what to do. It's like, how do I even begin? So I'm going to give you some advice based on my experience, like what I know, what I've seen with clients that has worked really well, and hopefully this can help you too. So I often get asked the question, like, should I count calories? Should I start counting and tracking? And if so, how many calories should I eat? And I think sometimes it's not the best place to start. Sometimes it is, but I'm going to explain what I think works better first and then talk a little bit about calories as well because they are extremely important, but not always necessary to count. So the first thing I would look at when we want to lose weight, the goal is obviously to keep the weight off. It's not just to lose it as quick as possible. The goal is long-term sustainable weight loss. And that means changing some habits. It's not going to be a case of just cutting some foods out, dropping calories and then getting to the goal and keeping the results. We've seen from all the diets out there that that just that process doesn't work in the long run. You can lose weight through restriction and and cutting things out and following any number of diets, but what happens when you get to the end? You don't have any tools, any useful knowledge to help you stay there unless you just keep following that diet and you keep restricting and you keep cutting things out. But if you want to start living life again and adding back in things you enjoy, having social events, eating some carbs or some cake now and again, you're going to struggle to maintain what you've what you've achieved and that's where most people end up just regaining that weight and often gaining a little bit extra as well because our bodies aren't used to this restriction they end up driving you to eat more and if you lose weight in a way that is just restriction and you're not optimizing your body for like taking in enough protein you're not doing resistance training you will lose some muscle mass as well as losing body fat and that means that your metabolism will drop lower as well so it makes it very easy to then regain the weight but actually gain a little bit more because you've got less muscle now to burn some of those calories off as well so we want to lose it in a sustainable way and that means taking a bit longer doing it in a really enjoyable lasting way so i would always look at your your habits first of all and the key habits that we all know good quality nutrition walking getting in enough steps each day and when you look at the food side of things we want to look at have I got a structure to my day? Have I got generally three meals, a couple of snacks that work well for me? Now, it doesn't have to be three meals and it doesn't have to be a couple of snacks, but people work well with a structure and with a plan that suits them and their lifestyle. So if you find at the moment you're not really planning food and it's quite ad hoc and it's just kind of grab and go stuff, then the first place I would start is is getting together a plan that works for you, that feels really doable it's not a perfect diet plan but it's just a plan where you have got some good nutrition that you enjoy and that you can get in the moment when you're busy when it's a working day finding breakfast that works for you a lunch that works for you a dinner that works for you and a couple of snacks that you can have if you need them 
and starting from there. So having a structure and then we would bring into that structure, okay, have we got some good nutrition? Like, is there some protein in each of these meals? Is there some vegetables, especially at dinner? Like, could you fill half of your plate of of dinner with vegetables? Have you got a bit of fruit in there somewhere? We generally know how to eat well. Like, we know enough on how to eat well a lot of the time. And it is those simple things that make the difference. And we don't need to cut out carbs. We don't need to cut out sugar. There are no foods that cannot fit into a healthy, balanced week. We just want to get a good structure where you've got food you enjoy, you've got minimally processed, nutritious foods planned in, ready for you to eat when you're hungry. And that's the next step, checking in with yourself to see, like, am I hungry when I'm eating? A lot of the time we eat based on the time of day it is, or if other people are eating, or if we're feeling emotional, we're stressed. So the next thing to do when you've got that plan is to then be checking in with yourself before you eat to make sure you're physically hungry for that food. And if you are in doubt, have a glass of water first, give yourself 10, 15 minutes just to check, do I still feel hungry in 10, 15 minutes time? Or was it just thirst? Or was it just a craving? And when you do know that you're you're actually hungry, then it's obviously a great time to eat. And then you just want to practice being really present when you eat that food. So we often eat when we are on the go or when we're working, we eat at our laptop or we eat in front of the TV. And it's really easy then to eat more than we need and to be out of touch with our body's cues that it's trying to give us as to when it feels satisfied when we've had enough. So if you can slow each each meal down, be really present with it, really enjoy the taste and make sure it's something that you like, something that tastes good and you're happy, you're enjoying it, and you feel you feel that you're hungry for it at the time. And then you notice as you go through that meal, often the taste will start to fade a little bit and be really good at the beginning when you're hungry, when your body's like switched on your taste buds and it's ready for that food. And as you get further into it, you start to become satisfied. Your body will start to kind of turn down those taste buds a little bit and it will become still probably quite nice, if it's especially if it's an indulgent food choice. But it will also be a bit kind of okay rather than amazing and you can start to realize that perhaps that's the time when I'm reaching satisfaction let's pause here leave that food behind if there's some left and we can always come back to it if you still feel hungry later but that's a good time to stop and then test out how you feel 15-20 minutes later very often you'll find that you're actually full up now you're satisfied and that food that's left if there is any you can save that as a snack for another time you could pop it in the fridge you could throw it away if needed um, and that then saves you those calories that your body didn't need so it's not a waste to throw it away it would be a waste to eat it if you didn't need it because that's just going to sit in your body something that you didn't want didn't enjoy didn't really need and hold you back from achieving your goals so portion it up for a snack if you can if you need to throw it that's fine too but these are all habits i would work on before going down the road of counting calories because Ultimately, we don't want, don't want to rely on an app to tell us what what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, if we can help it. We have an internal system built for us that does that. We just often have lost touch with it. So it takes a bit of practice to get back in touch with it and learn those signals and do this in a way that feels enjoyable and sustainable. So counting calories will help with that down the line. It is something that I encourage most people to do. But I would start first with having a plan and practicing mindful eating. And if you were to break down mindful eating into just a simple definition, it would be 
checking you're hungry before you eat, sitting down to eat that food with no distractions if possible, noticing the taste, enjoying each bite, and then stopping when you feel satisfied. So practice that with each meal and with each snack as well. So it's so easy to grab various snacks during the day. We're generally surrounded by food. If we're at home, if we go out, there's there's always food available. So it's very easy to have snacks and nibbles without even really thinking about it. So being in tune with that is really helpful as well. And I would plan in a few snacks and plan in snacks that you enjoy as well. Like sometimes it's it's great to plan in some fruit or yogurt or handful of nuts and if you like those things fantastic if you sometimes want a chocolate bar as a snack there's nothing wrong with that as well and sometimes doing that deliberately planning it in can help you to to actually show yourself you're in control of these foods like you're not going to binge on them because they're allowed anytime and you've chosen to plan it and you've chosen to eat it so it can really change your relationship with those foods if you find that you try to resist chocolate for example because it's it's a bad food it's fattening it's not a bad food it's not fattening but that's the the perception that we get from certain diets so if you're trying to resist that and then at some point you get real heavy cravings for it and that's where you are likely to binge and eat too much of it then I would encourage you to start planning it in in a portioned out size like a small bar of chocolate and really sit down to enjoy that and enjoy every single bite notice the taste notice the smell the texture how it is it melts on your tongue like make it a really nice experience so that you're fully present and you get to really enjoy it and then you will find that over time you will start to to be much more in control around those foods because you know that they're fine you know you can have them and it just kind of takes away that desire to, to overeat them when you know that they're not banned anyway like you can have them anytime you like so you may as well have them when you're really hungry for them and when you most enjoy them and by planning it in it allows your conscious brain to make that decision rather than your emotional habit brain that kind of kicks in when we're stressed and overwhelmed that part of the brain is very reactive and that's where you can build habits that don't help you you can build the habit of emotionally eating and going for chocolate whenever you feel stressed or tired or overwhelmed but if you plan it in ahead of time with your conscious calm rational logical brain then it gives you the chance to feel really in control and to be proactive rather than reactive. Like you've proactively chosen to have that food and then you get to enjoy it knowing that you you made the decision and you're fully in control. And it starts to build that self-belief that you're, you're changing your habits and you're changing your mindset around that food. So planning, mindful eating. Once you've got those things in place, looking at other habits as well, just, just in kind of like a whole holistic health way of looking at things before we go down into calories are you getting enough sleep like are you going to bed at a decent time and and giving yourself enough time in bed to get seven or eight hours sleep have you got a good routine going on there if not like could you work on that could you plan to get to bed at a good time so you've got enough time to sleep fully and get up feeling refreshed in the morning like could you work on that are you drinking enough water like could you add another 500 ml bottle of water to your day if you wanted to measure this like a 500 ml bottle or a litre bottle like whatever you needed to have as a measuring tool to account for like getting two to three litres of water a day so it's, it's a really interesting thing to do to track just how much water you do drink and you can count tea and coffee in this but it's helpful to make as much of that as possible come from actual water just for a week just to try out like what am I drinking at the moment and how would I feel 
if I up that, if I just try and drink a bit more, if I have a reminder set to drink a glass of water like every hour, or if I drink a glass of water every time I think I'm hungry or just before a meal, how would that make you feel? For many people, it would dramatically increase their energy levels. It would maybe reduce headaches. It would just make them feel a lot better. Like a lot of us are partially dehydrated without even really realizing we often mistake that for feeling hungry and having cravings so water would be another thing to look at and then activity wise like how many steps are you doing each day this is really underrated in terms of how it can impact weight loss and i would encourage you to look at that before calories potentially as well just to see where you're at if you're already doing a decent amount of steps you're pretty active each day you're hitting maybe 10,000 a day or more on average then great like that's that's great if you can do more amazing but if not that's a good level to be at if you realize that your step count at the moment is is pretty low and you could probably nudge that up you could start walking at lunchtime or in the morning or in the evening or do longer walks at the weekend so that your weekly average increases that would be a really good habit to pick up to start with as well because that that's something that brings multiple benefits it gives you more he- more health more energy it enables you to move outside in nature and boost mental health it will obviously boost heart health there's so many benefits to it in terms of just health as a whole the whole aspect of it that it's worth doing that because that's going to set you up for for the rest of your life to be fitter and healthier and stronger in your body and it can make quite an impact on the amount of calories that you burn in a day. So it can help you with weight loss as well. Now, it's always good to know that your your calorie intake, you're probably going to have more of an impact by looking to change that than you are by just trying to exercise and trying to, to do more exercise sessions in a week. But when you're looking at steps, it's a significant difference that that can make if your step count is currently quite low. So it's worth knowing that they're, they're both important. And if you can up your steps... It's going to help you in, in so many ways that that's another thing I would prioritise while planning your food and practising mindful eating and before maybe looking at calories unless you really want to look at calories. So once you've got all those things in place, then calories could be a good thing to look at next. I think first of all, planning, practising mindful eating and looking to get protein in each meal and some good nutrition. When you've got those things in place first and you're getting sleep, you're walking as much as you can, then you'll often find that creates weight loss anyway. So you get a lot of progress just from making those changes. And then unless you want to count calories, I wouldn't go down that road until you get to a point where you feel a little bit stuck. So if you're part way through weight loss and you're working on those habits, you're doing well with them, um, but you're not seeing the changes that you want to see, then yeah, counting calories for a little while can be a really, really useful tool. Because most of us underestimate calories by quite a degree. And it's really hard to to guesstimate things. Even when you've got a bit of knowledge around them, it's still very easy to underestimate. So tracking them is useful. You might want to start off with just checking packets and just looking at a few things. Because it can be surprising, like, what is in the foods that we have. And just building the habit of checking labels and looking at what is a portion size. Am I having a portion size of pasta? Could I reduce this a little bit? How many calories is in this flapjack that i've just bought and looking at yeah building that knowledge is very useful first then if you move into to wanting to track calories we have the question of how many calories should i be eating 
So with this, there are various calorie calculators that you can find online, and they're all gonna give you a ballpark figure. There's no way of knowing exactly how many calories you need to eat until you just start tracking and you start to see what happens when you track at that number. Does it create progress? If it doesn't, then dropping it a little bit more. It's always gonna be a case of trial and error to a degree. The ballpark figure can help, and the, the most simple way of doing this is to, to choose your, your goal weight that you're aiming for. And if you translate that into pounds and then times that by between the number between 10 and 12. So if you're fairly low activity at the moment, you're, you've got a desk job, maybe you're working a lot, you're not able to do much activity, I would multiply that goal body weight in pounds by 10. So if your goal weight is 150 pounds, 150 times 10, is 1500 calories if you are more active and you are walking 10,000 steps a day on average maybe doing some other classes or going to the gym then you can multiply that by 12 and then check how it works at that number so track at that number and then from there you can start to to change it if needed so track it first for a couple of weeks if nothing changes then that's a little bit too high and then you can drop it down it's always good to start with a higher number so that you've got room to drop then go straight in at a low number and then feel hungry and have nowhere to go with it it's better to start high and, and drop so even before you do that it can help you to just track calories not have an even a number to aim for but just try tracking see what you're currently having so most people will find that in the week they might be doing kind of reasonably well they're, they're having say 1800 calories and at the weekends it's it's a lot higher. It can easily be 3,000, 4,000 calories if you're having a takeaway meal out, not really kind of planning your foods and just having some more indulgent choices. So tracking where you're at can be the, the simplest way to get started. And then from there, you can start to just drop it because that, that's the the ultimate kind of way of making progress is just, just to start where you're at and do a little bit better from there. So if you can track where you are, look back on the week and think, that was quite high in calories maybe next time i'll have a smaller portion of that or i'll swap it for this instead you can start to create your own plan and that's where you get so much power from doing it that way from deciding like what you want to change based on foods that you enjoy based on the knowledge that you're gaining so if you're stuck track calories just to see where you're at and drop it from there if you wanted a ballpark figure times do your goal body weight in pounds by times by 10 or times by 12 if you're more active, or times by 11 if you're kind of in the middle, you're moderately active, that just gives you a number to aim for. For most women, it will work out around 1,500, 1,600 calories. It could be more, could easily be 2,000 calories, could easily still be a good weight loss target to aim for. But again, the best way to do it is just to get started. Just try, see where you're at, and then you can make some changes from there. And you'll often find a lot of calories at the weekends. Like If you can make a few changes there, you will start to see some progress from that, especially when you've got your steps increasing a little bit as well. And I'd also, when you're, if you're set tracking calories, the easiest way to do this is with the, the app called MyFitnessPal. There are a few other apps which, which are pretty good too. So NutriCheck is another good one. Good one. Um, when you add in like your goals at the beginning and you set things up, with MyFitnessPal in particular, it will set you quite a low calorie target, especially if you put in two pounds a week is your goal and it can often give you 1200 calories to aim for and it's not particularly helpful to drop that low straight away so i would often override the goals they set for you 
and just again start tracking where you are and then you can actually customize customize the goals by going into the settings and choosing the amount of calories that you want to aim for and i would encourage you to do that and start at a higher number and just work your way down rather than go in and try and hit 1200 calories because most people who try to aim for that will either either underestimate and it will look like 1200 calories but it's actually a lot more because it's very very easy to underestimate what you track or they'll stick to 1200 calories and feel very very hungry and restricted and then get to the weekend and then overeat on everything because they've been so miserable during the week that they just need to indulge so start higher and gradually work your way down the other thing that's good to look at when you're tracking calories is your protein intake so on my fitness pal you'll be able to look at a nutrients chart once you start tracking and it will show you the number of protein grams that you're having it also shows you a pie chart of your carbohydrates your fat and your protein i would ignore that pie chart because it can be a bit confusing and it can skew things a little bit i would just look at the protein number protein grams and with fitness power it sets your default target protein quite low so you can actually go into the, the macronutrient settings and change it and i would encourage everyone to do that and the percentages it's set to at the beginning are 50 percent carbohydrate 30 percent fat and 20 percent protein i think so if you were to change that i would go for 40 percent carbohydrates 30 percent fat 30 percent protein the only reason you're changing the percentages is because that's just how fitness power likes to do it percentages actually don't matter it's just that number that you're looking for so by changing the percentage of protein from i think it's 20 percent up to 30 percent it gives you a higher number to aim for and that's the thing to focus on just that number of protein grams so often for most women it's going to be 90 to 120 grams of protein like that's a good target to aim for so then you're just looking at okay what are my calories what's my protein and don't worry about the rest don't worry about the the carbohydrates or fats if your calories are okay carbs and fat will be okay and if your carbs and fat are within the calories it won't affect your progress so you can have more carbs if you like more carbs you can have more fats if you like more fats most important things to look at are calories and protein and so then it would be that trial and error to be testing things out see if you can plan ahead if you do track because that makes it much easier for you to get enough protein and to make sure that your calories are about right by the end of the day and then from there, it's, it's consistency is going to be the key. And tracking the weekends makes a big difference. From, from a lot of experience with a lot of people, uh, the weekends are where things tend to, to fall apart a little bit. And if you can plan them and plan in some indulgent foods that you really enjoy, but look to, to make the most of enjoying those and then having some great nutrition around them. Like If you're going out for a meal that's going to be high in calories, high in fat, high in carbs, have some good protein beforehand, get some vegetables in your day somewhere or some fruit and then you kind of covered your bases a little bit there and then it's making sure that yeah meals around the indulgent stuff are great nutrition so it can be easy to start the weekend with a takeaway and then kind of feel a bit sluggish and a bit low on energy or, or kind of just like you want to just relax now for the weekend and then it kind of falls apart and things are just grabbed and you end up with with not much nutrition but a, a decent amount of calories if you can have a plan of I'm having this takeaway, but then I'm going to get back on it with my my decent high protein breakfast. I'm going to have a, a lunch that's got some salad or some fruit with it, and I'm going to have this for dinner. And I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to maybe have a bit of chocolate, but like it's just strategic and it's it's balanced. 
then you get much more progress come from that, especially if you can make the most of being able to walk more at the weekends as well. So yeah, that would be the way I would do it with, with tracking. But like I've said, it's important to look at the habits before that, in my opinion, and start with keeping it simple. Like if, if calories is something you're interested in and you want to know more about it and you want to try it out, definitely go for it because it's a really useful educational tool. And when you start tracking, you do learn an awful lot about portion sizes and about what foods contain protein, what foods are kind of good for protein and calories, because a lot of things say that they're good for protein, but actually they're quite high in calories as well. So you start to just gain some knowledge. It's a really useful tool for that. But before that, if that feels a bit confusing, a bit overwhelming, start with the habits, start with planning, start with meals you enjoy. Don't cut out foods you love, look to include them in moderation look to get protein in each meal and meals that work for you that are quick and easy in the moments when you need them to be and planning a couple of snacks as well and just planning in two or three times a week things that you enjoy that are not that nutritious but they just part of the lifestyle that you want to live like they they're you finding balance amongst loads of amazing nutrition that makes you feel at your best and it's always going to come back to are you enjoying the process are you keeping consistent if you enjoy it, it's so much easier to be consistent. So that's where I'd always focus on, does this feel good? Like, does this feel like something that I can sustain? Calorie counting, you probably won't sustain for life, but it is useful for a short-term gaining knowledge aspect of things. And then bring it back to, okay, how does this factor in with the habits I'm trying to work on? Now I know more about my nutrition. How can I use this to help me just make good choices going forward? And without having to track, just keeping things simple practice that mindful eating as well so keep sitting down to be present with the foods that you eat making sure you're hungry eating it slowly enjoying each bite if it's not amazing or you start to feel full that's a good time to stop save those calories for when you are hungry or when there's something delicious and amazing that you do want to eat and from there keep going keep consistent enjoy the process and then you will see some amazing progress from that in time so i hope that's helpful and that's that is how to get started with weight loss in my opinion what I didn't mention is resistance training which is something I always like to include because it is so beneficial for women and men but this podcast generally is listened to by women um I would highly encourage you to do that too if you're at all open to the idea because that is something that can come in later on so it's not something I've included in how to get started but if you are at all interested in it then it can bring massive benefits to you in terms of helping you lose weight while maintaining muscle, which is really important for keeping your metabolism as high as it can be, and for keeping your body strong as well. So if you lose weight without doing resistance training or without eating enough protein, your metabolism will drop and you'll lose a little bit of muscle. And over time, that just makes it, it makes it harder for you and your body to be at your best. It means that you have to eat less calories over time, and it means that you're not, your body is not as strong anymore as it could be. And that means you're just more open to aches and pains and injuries as you get older whereas if you are training if you're training your body to be strong you're moving it in ways that it's designed to move and you're challenging it and aiming to to gain strength over time you will not gain big bulky muscles because as women we just don't have the testosterone levels to do that we will just get stronger and feel great feel confident feel firm toned muscles feel empowered and be able to to live our best life so strength training is 
is amazing for that. It will also benefit you in terms of bone density as well. So once we go through menopause, that's where it becomes really important to protect bones. But in the decades before that, you can make a huge impact by by doing the right things then and setting yourself up for an, an easy transition or an easier transition into menopause but by having strong bones, having a strong body ahead of time. And when you lift weights, your muscles will pull on the bones and that's where the bones have to then respond to that by getting stronger. So you're protecting your bone density when you lift weights. And if you are doing that and eating enough protein, you're helping yourself to lose weight in a really healthy, sustainable way and be strong and healthy as much as you possibly can be as well. So I'd encourage you to explore that too. And that could be at a gym, that could be at home. On my Instagram page and Facebook page, I've got plenty of ideas for how to get started with that. Uh, there will be a blog on my website about it soon as well. But yeah, go to go to your local gym, even just for a few sessions, hire a personal trainer, um, do what you can do just to get started with that if possible, because it will, it will make a huge, huge difference to you as well. But to get started, I would first of all start with that plan, planning your food, finding a way that to eat that works for you and mindful eating, practicing eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're satisfied and just taking care of those other bits, your sleep, your water, daily activity and go from there. I hope that's helpful. I hope that you have a fantastic week and weekend. If you need any help or advice, feel free to email me. My email is hayley at hayleyplumber.co.uk. I am away on holiday um, next week if you are listening to this when it's just released. So I'm releasing this a bit early because I'm going away for a week's break. So if you do email me, I might be a little bit slow in replying, but I will get to you back, get back to you. And yeah, thank you for listening and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, please feel free to get in contact with me via my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.